you know, that day between Christmas and New Year's where no one knows what day it is. <laughs> it's, like, uh, it's just, it's just a vague mass of space. Right. Like, I don't know. Is it Tuesday? Is it Saturday? Yeah. It's like this weird kind of like detached feeling with yeah. everything. Yeah. I guess I'll kick out, kick us off. <laughs> Welcome everyone to Butterflies and Bravery. This is episode 29 for counting correctly, <laughs> which that's debatable. Like we're not always sure, but no, we're uh, right. this is episode 29. And as always, I'm your host whisper and my other beautiful, wonderful host Jemima is here. And today we actually don't have a guest because we are coming around the holiday time and schedules get tight and things get scheduled and descheduled and changed and rearranged. So we don't really have a guest, but we thought we would just give you a little update of sort of what's been going on in our world up to now and talk about the holidays a little bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting time of year. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Some people hate it and love it. Mm. It's some people don't do anything. Some people it's the whole entire year is leading up to this. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that comes from, I'm imagining like it, as far as in, in the westernized world where the kids are going to grade school and stuff like that. I, and the holidays are always a time that you're off. It's like summer and then the holidays. Those are the times you're off school. But because right. we never had that type of life, I don't think we ever connected the holidays with this is our big break type of feeling. So it is interesting. One of my most precious people in the world to me is a school teacher. And so she's like, three more days. <laughs> and I'm like, what? It's a little bit of a different world for us sometimes. I yeah. think just with that, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. For us, it was work. For oh us, gosh, Christmas yes. season was like the biggest push of the year. First of all, Thanksgiving didn't happen because... Yeah, no, there's no such thing. And the call, it was an American holiday. We didn't celebrate that. Yeah, no. At least not in Thailand and all of the other places. I don't know, maybe people that grew up in the U.S. did. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think there was an awareness that it was happening, but that right. was not something we did. No, it wasn't really anything. And then Christmas yeah. was just... The biggest push of the year was Christmas. Why? Mm -hmm. Because it's Jesus's birthday. So it's yep. the perfect time to make everybody accept into their hearts. And yeah, so there was a huge proselytizing, proselytizing yeah. push. That is, that is, yeah, those two words should not be together. Absolutely not. <laughs> a push for proselytization. That's but like, yeah, if you were in a singing group, on a singing yeah. team, as we would say, oh my gosh, you'd be worked to the bare bones, right? Morning to yep. night. Oh yeah. Sometimes you're out singing. Get sore voices. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. Although, okay. So, so traditions aside and religion aside and everything there's definitely a historical significance to the holidays to christmas most of the western world is associated with jesus birth even though this is actually a, a pagan holidays yes but there is still that sort of certain nostalgia my brethren and uh sister-in-law they were in a singing group and they got to perform in bethlehem on christmas even though there's, even if for me, there's not necessarily like a personal religious attachment to that, it's still significant in that sense. I imagine it would have felt monumental to be singing Christmas carols in Bethlehem. 
I suppose yeah. that would be, it's cool. I think that would be really cool thing to have tacked on your experiences in life. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what's one thing you've done that nobody would ever believe? I sang Christmas carols in Bethlehem. Yeah. Okay. That's really weird and cool and different. And I don't even know how to react to that. <laughs> the, the pagan holiday or the yeah. pagan traditions that go way back is one of the reasons why some of the religions don't celebrate it. Like Jehovah's Witnesses, they don't celebrate mm -hmm. Christmas at mm -hmm. all because it's based on a pagan holiday, loosely based. Like the, the, yeah, the, the winter equinox and all that. Didn't they have like purges back and stuff at Christmas, like way back? <laughs> Wasn't that the thing? Pretty sure that's what I read. Yeah, there's all these different stories. And I confess right now, I never actually looked it up because I didn't want to know. But at this one time, one Christmas, uh, we were uh, having our yearly Christmas party, which was like all 10 of us sitting around chatting. But the, <laughs> the CEO, his family is actually from Israel, like their background. And, stuff. and so he was talking about the Christmas being established actually pagan rituals and all this kind of stuff. And he said, did you know that's why we put tinsel on the tree? They would actually take their sacrifices and hang their intestines on the tree. That's and what I, was I like, thought. I was like, excuse me. I've never heard that before. And I, honestly, I didn't. I was like, I don't even want to go and look that up because if that's true, I don't want to know. There's some very, <laughs> there's some very dark history associated <laughs> with at the end of the year or whatever holidays and all of that. Yeah. All the way back to the Nordic. They were there. Yeah. Human <laughs> sacrifices. <laughs> yeah. All of that kind of stuff. Very interesting. No, it, it is. I'm absolutely completely exposing my ignorance as far as like, I, act, I obviously haven't done any deep dive studies in this. I just know from some reading and everything like that. But the important thing actually at the end of the day, at the end of the year, is what it means to us individually. Human beings thrive on traditions and, and rituals. And that's just it's in our DNA, it's in our evolution. The holidays is a really important time that a lot of those rituals and a lot of those, you know, traditions come into play. And so everybody might have a little different way that they do it or a different way that they recognize it. But for the most part, people are ending the year and starting the year. And that's always a big point. Oh my gosh, I hadn't even thought about talking about what our New Year's <laughs> used to be like. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, no. Dude. I was oh. like, I hadn't even gone that far. We were just thinking oh. about Christmas. I was like, I didn't want to go to the New Year. Us growing up in the way that we did, very intensely spiritual, sort of. The New Year's was not a time for partying. It was a time where you were supposed to, like, get yourself right with yourself with God. Yeah. <laughs> get yourself. yeah. It was so, like um, the soberest day of the year. Yeah. Very, very to like pray for two hours about oh, gosh. What, what God wanted to teach you for that last year and then what you were supposed to be working on for the next yeah. year. And it was very serious too. Yeah. And then the whole candlelight vigil thing. We had three things and we had to, what was our biggest accomplishment, thankfulness for the year. And then what we were going to be focusing on next year. And then what scripture we claimed for the new year. So that was the three things we usually had to come up with. Yeah. And yes, if you're sitting in a room with a hundred people, all going over those three. <laughs>
would, it would take some time. It would take yeah. some time. <laughs> and some people were very long-winded, too. Oh, my gosh, yes. They'd get up there and just talk, and you'd be like, are you freaking <laughs> kidding me right now? Like, literally, we would start at 8 o'clock and go yep. until 2 or 3 in the morning. Yeah. And you're just sitting there, like, <laughs> listening to everybody's shit. Talking about your own shit, and then you're like so nervous, and when it's gonna come to you, and you're just like, oh my god! And then we always have to light our candle from the flame of Jesus in the middle. There's the big Jesus candle in the middle, and everybody got your candle. You're sitting there holding your motherfucking candle for like five hours. I'm surprised that wax didn't melt in our hands. Sometimes it did. I I I yeah, we I had a few times where it got burnt, but. Yes, yeah. that was very, some very intense nasal gazing. <laughs> but remember how we'd have to like get the paper plates and remember preparing that shit? Okay, you have 200 candles and 200 plates and you got to shove them all through. And then you have to sit there and hold your candle like the whole entire time. And if it went out, oh, you're dead. It <laughs> was like a huge crime. If your fucking flame went out, it was like, I think God's going to punish you. It was like a sign. Yeah, they would remain unlit until it was our turn to speak. And then we'd go up in, in the center and we'd light, light our personal candle from the, Jesus from the candle. large <laughs> Jesus candle. <laughs> like, like how, how did this candle get established to be the Jesus candle? I don't know. We light the Jesus candle <laughs> and then everybody going to get their light off of that. Yeah, that was definitely a whole sort of interesting new experiences after leaving, trying to like fit into what new year's was now i had kids and it wasn't like i was out partying but it was still really the switch there to be like okay i'm not doing this whole super religious symbolism <laughs> symbology <laughs> yeah that's definitely been something that's been nice i think as a change of pace <laughs> of what we've looked forward to and with the new year coming around. Absolutely. Yeah. I partied pretty hardy when I first left. I, yeah. The first few new years, I, I like went out and hit it pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> I have a picture from one of them. It's like, I went out and picked a dress and went to a party and met people and did bad things and <laughs> felt shame the next day and all of that. <laughs> All of that. <laughs> You're not supposed to like, start January for us like that. <laughs> it's like the, the shameful day of the year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you're right. I actually did have a couple of years that we were out doing that party because I have a sister whose birthday is December 31st. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I have two brothers. They work in the bar club industry. And so sometimes they would have the hookups in Los Angeles for getting us into <laughs> different places. So yeah, a couple of years, I, you're right. I, we did actually go out and really like party and that was fun. That yeah. Was fun. Yeah. Nowadays I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. Yeah. I'm tired. <laughs> Good night. For me, it was like this really different sense of isolation to be in a big party like that, where you don't actually really know anyone. You're just like, the masses, you're all there to celebrate the same thing, but nobody knows each other. And it was a different sense of isolation than what our New Year's used to feel like, because it was very obviously isolating just to have to do those candlelight vigils and everything like that. <laughs> different sort of isolation, but yeah, it was fun. I was definitely had some nice memories. I'm pretty sure the Catholics have midnight mass on yeah. 
I'm not positive because I'm not a Catholic, but you yeah. know, I think. No matter who you are, the new year, you make the resolutions and everybody is thinking that out with the old and with the new. That's just what we do. And some people do it with a party and some people do it with a candle and some people do it in church. So, so back to Christmas. <laughs> but Christmas, so for, so if you're going to talk about rituals or, or traditions that we had, New Year's was definitely it. We had those traditions. Yeah. But. As far as Christmas and Thanksgiving, definitely didn't have any type of tradition with that. The only tradition so, was saving souls and yeah, working yeah. extremely you were, hard. Yeah, you knew that you were going to be probably Christmas Day, Christmas morning, you were going to be out on the streets. Like You just pretty much knew that. So, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's definitely been a different world. We had little kids. <laughs> And that whole experience of being able to get presents for your kids and watch your kids experience Christmas morning and all that kind of stuff, like the way that we used to see it in movies. Like for us, that was the only connection we had. It was like, oh, we would see it in movies, like this Christmas morning type of thing. But then being able to do that for our kids, that was, you know, it was fun. It was like a really big new experience. Yeah, absolutely. I never had a Christmas that was celebrated a traditional way let's say or westernized christmas without my kids because of the time that we got out of the group like from there on out we had kids christmas was always even once we westernized and <laughs> westernized it it was always with kids yeah that was pretty special though i loved that i always loved that yeah <laughs> yeah, we used to throw the rocks on the roof so she'd think the reindeer were landing on it. Really? <laughs> yes. We do all sorts of silly so things like that. Funny. And then wrap the, the Santa presents in different paper. So it wasn't paper that she'd already seen and known that her parents had. So uh, Santa presents were always in secret and special wrapping <laughs> paper. A lot of these things came from Tim because I had no references to what Christmas was. I just made it up as I went. And that's still what I do. <laughs> yeah. I just, to me, it's just, you know, Christmas is whatever you want it to be. People are like, oh, I hate Christmas. What do you hate about it? Then change it. Make it something else. If you hate a tree, then don't fucking have a tree. If you hate <laughs> presents, then don't give presents. Yeah. I was talking with my kids the other day about how for a while there, every Christmas morning, we would always get up and put on that TV channel that has the Yule log, the burden, because <laughs> we, we didn't have fireplaces. So we had the Yule log on TV. And in California, Christmas is not cold. Right. California's winter is like maybe your fall. Maybe. But for most of us here up on the top half of the world, our Christmas falls in the middle dead winter. But we have a lot of friends um, and loved ones that live in the bottom half of the world and their Christmas hits right in the middle of summer vacation. Like they're on the beach. <laughs> That's what everyone in Australia is doing is hitting Back the sands. On. So it's yeah. been interesting. We always associate it here, at least in the States. I We always associate Christmas nowadays with the cold and the snow and the... Yeah. But yeah. but that's only for the top half of the world. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> the we bottom usually, half of the world, they're out there in their bikinis and surfing. Right? <laughs> exactly. Some Christmases are white here in Idaho. Not all of them. Yeah. Same thing in where I lived in Washington. The only place you were guaranteed a white Christmas was Russia. <laughs> oh, my Lord. You were guaranteed a white year in Russia. <laughs> oh, yeah. There was about probably three or four months out of the year that it didn't snow. And then the rest of the year was lots of snow, so much snow. 
but you just can't even, like, you can't even wrap your mind around it. So the streets, right? They have all these little kiosks. So in the summertime, the roofs look like they're super freaking high. You're like, well, how high is that roof? In the wintertime, you're ducking under there to get in there because the snow and ice gets so packed. I'm talking oh, really? three, I'm talking like three feet. Jeez. I'm not kidding. I'm not joking. When they start to chip it away in the springtime, you got to watch out because there's like giant assholes and you fall in and you're going to break your leg. I'm literally talking like three feet of packed snow on the sidewalk. And that's just, that's every single (laughs) year. Definitely. That's that's really, yeah. Oh yeah. It's intense, man. Like, the roads, there's not, there's ice on the roads, like probably a foot thick, and there's just little ruts. You just keep your tires yeah. in the ruts, and then it's almost like you're like a little trolley car or something. <laughs> just keep your tires in the ruts, and that's how you go. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. I have definitely not mastered driving on ice and snow. Oof. Oh, I'm pretty that's good at it, actually. Yeah, I bet, I bet you are. <laughs> Imagine you are. Yeah. After after all this time, like you were saying, like Christmas falls in like the winter and my job, for example, is way slower. You get way less hours and way less money. Right. And then you're supposed to be buying all these presents and everything (laughs) when you're getting cut back in your hours at work and less this and less that. And then, oh, but you got to go spend more money. (laughs) The financial pressure around the holiday times is a big one for it's sure. Intense. Yeah. And I yeah. think a lot of people experience that. I think a lot of people experience that. Yeah. Of course, there are some people, hey, I bought my wife a Lexus and she bought me a Rolex. <laughs> and guess what, dear? I bought you a house in the Bahamas. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yay. Good for you. That's but most cool. people? Uh, most people, yeah. No. It's. You got to budget, you got to try and save up and, you know, make presents and do what you can to cut back, skip your car payment. This year, it's turning out unexpectedly to be especially tight or difficult for my family because just, it's not even two weeks yet. My daughter's cat, who's her support animal, got extremely ill and was in the vet hospital for a week, emergency surgery. (laughs) And yeah, there's no getting around that bill. (laughs) Once everything was said and done, we have her back here with us. Yeah, it's about five grand out for a vet bill. And yeah, so yeah, so Christmas is having our cat home and healthy. That's our Christmas gift exactly. to ourselves this year. But That's- yeah, yeah, yeah. So stuff like that happens. You just kind of be able to go with what's going on. I think we've always found ways to just appreciate it no matter what's going on no matter what's happening absolutely my brother that i lost um to cancer he passed away a couple days after christmas the holiday time is a very stark reminder of how short life can be because you're sitting around you don't have the people with you that you wish you could so yeah even if what you're getting is a new pair of socks like for me the most important thing is being able to be with the people that that we love and that means something to us because those are the things you can never buy or replace. Yes, absolutely. That is true. (laughs) Family is the most important thing. Chosen, (laughs) chosen or blood. 
chosen or blood or with fur. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> That's right. Your fur family. Our fur family. Which, yeah. So for us, yeah, there might not be presents this year, but we're going to do our best to take care of our kitty. Yep. <laughs> Just have to appreciate what you have. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we're pretty fortunate. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I feel fortunate in the sense, not just because of everything that we've been through and where we are today, considering where we have been or even where we could be, but I really value uh, and appreciate that awareness of it too. Yeah. Like, I know that I don't take anything for granted especially around the holiday times and the people that you get to see that you might not see all the time. That for me is the most important thing about all the holidays towards the end of the year here is because I don't necessarily want to, (laughs) I might need to, but I don't necessarily want to always take stock of myself. Like I need to do this and I need to start that. And here's my diet and my, you know, exercise plan or whatever a new year's resolution might be, but being able to really sit down and, and, think about each and every person and each and every one loved one who's in my life. I'm very grateful that I have that awareness and that opportunity to do that. Yep. And the freedom. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I just tried to make like my own Christmas traditions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I was going to ask you what do you, what traditions do you still? I make Christmas crepes. Oh, nice. Yeah. My crepes <laughs> on Christmas. Do you remember the McManus pancakes? <laughs> oh, I don't know. That sounds really familiar. You don't remember the McManus pancakes? Yeah, Tiago, on Christmas morning, he started his huge thing. And we would all go down and we made that. Because we never had such a thing as pancakes, except on Christmas morning. And he made this big thing. He called it the McManus because of the manna from heaven. For the Israelites and <laughs> and so he called it the McManna breakfasts. And he'd take a team down there and we'd make these pancakes for everybody. When you're making pancakes for 200 people. Ooh. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a Maybe lot. Maybe that's why I wanted to make Christmas crepes. <laughs> and I was like, this is what we do on Christmas. <laughs> I don't know. I just one day I was just like, I need to make Christmas crepes. And I dude, I got this recipe. From a chef in a five-star hotel in France. Wow. And And, man, I am telling you. Ooh, ooh yeah. Oh, you fancy. <laughs> oh, oh, it's fancy. But it's so simple. You have to follow it. But the cool thing about it is you just throw it all in a blender. Throw it all in a blender. Really? Yeah. Blend that shit up. Put it in the fridge. That's the key. Let it set. It's got to set for an hour. So all the bubbles go out Hmm. and then you just pour it straight out the blender into your pan. And it's so like simple and so freaking good. I don't do it with a stick and stuff. I also had a French lady in Russia teach me how to make them in a frying pan. And yeah, so I am actually really good at (laughs) it. I'm actually really good at it in a frying pan and it's easy to do. That's cool. I've actually never made crepes, yeah. I made dosa. I love crepes. (laughs) (laughs) Which is the the Indian 
savory version of crepes, right, Dosa? Basically, yeah. Yeah, crepes are a little <laughs> those, more. Thin. Those I've heard. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm just... Basically. Mm -hmm. So good. I love crepes. That's so cool. That's a nice, that's a nice thing to have at Christmas morning. Usually right. Christmas afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> One big meal. You don't have to cook anything it's else. Kind of like wake up, open all your presents, fart around for a while, then right. you make yeah. the Christmas crepes. <laughs> Here's one thing that I've never understood. Because Thanksgiving is a big it's a big meal. It's a big thing. Like the turkey and the stuffing and all year, that's the one huge big meal you have. But there's a lot of people who then just do that a month later at Christmas. They cook another turkey or ham. or, And I'm like, ah, we just did that. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes at Christmas, we still have the, thing, the turkey leftovers. <laughs> so, I, I, yeah, I've never, ever had the desire to redo the big turkey meal so yeah. our christmas meal tradition the one that i started with my kids was that it, i guess i called it like restaurant like restaurant diner type of night so whatever you wanted like you would order they would tell me like a day or two in advance so that i could purchase the things or everything but whatever you wanted no matter what it was if it was within my capabilities of cooking or purchasing I, you would get it and so that's always been, when the kids were here, that's always been our Christmas dinner type of tradition that we had. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> we usually do the big ham or something. Yeah, and yeah. If I do a turkey on Thanksgiving, I don't want to do a turkey on Christmas. No. Yes. I'll usually do a ham. Or if I'm having a really good year, I'll do a tiny little prime rib. <laughs> Oh, nice. That's a nice idea. That's my favorite thing to do because I love cooking them. But And some people do goose or duck, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's That was the old, like, Tiny Tim. <laughs> the Christmas goose for Tiny Tim. <laughs> Let's go get the Christmas goose. But, yeah, goose... Oh, dude, I can't even imagine like trying to cook a goose on Christmas because I don't know if you know this, but <laughs> so like with turkeys and chickens and all that, like all you have to do is basically just dip it in hot water and the feathers just pull right out. Mm -hmm. Okay. No geese, you have to pull them out like with the tweezers. They're really hard to get the feathers out really hard. And then the undercoat, the only basic way to get it out is pretty much to pull them each out one by one. Yeah. So I, I don't understand who would want to do that on Christmas because you can spend like the whole day just pulling out fucking goose hair. <laughs> the only way I know this is because one of my boss's boyfriend likes to hunt for geese. And one year he caught too many. So he brought me a couple and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to cook a goose and this and that. And then Wait, I, he brought you he brought you a goose like in a garbage feather, bag, feathers, feathers and all. <laughs> yeah, just dead goose oh in a garbage bag. Dude, here's the weird thing about it. OK, so I'm at work when I receive the goose. There's <laughs> <laughs> a black bag. Here you go. Here's your goose. So I'm like, cool. OK, okay. <laughs> you know, it's in there. It's all floppy. So I take it outside. 
Oh I'm like, okay, I'm going to be at work a few hours. I don't want it to get warm sitting here. So I'm going to take it outside and sit in the snow, let it set out there. And then when Wait, I leave, no, this is here in, in Idaho. Oh, and you put it. Okay. Yeah, we put I put it out in the snow <laughs> okay. on the deck at work and finished my job and then went out there to get it. That motherfucker was still warm. Not just warm as fuck. He'd been dead for Ew. I'm not joking, what, eight hours, six, eight hours. They're down. That's why they use down for blankets. Oh, oh because, because it was keeping okay. I think insulation, the insulation, mm. even though he was dead. I'm sorry, I was not following what yeah, okay. even though gotcha, even though he was yeah. dead and laying in the snow for hours, the insulation of his feathers kept him so freaking warm. Like I'm talking warm. <laughs> I cut that fucker open, and I like stuck my hands in to get the guts oh, out. So and you, oh my gosh! So you did the whole. And I was like, oh, that's open. dedication. That is dedication to a goose meal. But all that to say. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm going to cook the goose, blah, blah, blah. So I have no idea what to do. So I Google Little it. did you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. So what they said that no, most people do is just cut the goose open, take okay. out the breasts because they're fucking huge and just throw away the rest of the goose because it's just not worth the trouble. And that's exactly really? what I did. Yep. I just cut the fucker open, took out the two breasts. Oh God, though, cooked them up. Oh my God, it's like chicken thighs. The meat okay. is like dark, like okay. dark meat, greasy. I would compare it to chicken thighs. Okay, oh yeah, I know. I've, I've never had <laughs> so good. Yeah, um, yeah. Since I've been in Idaho, we learned to hunt and stuff and <laughs> kill deer. Some unique skin <laughs> them. <laughs> Pull the guts out. Michaela had her elbows up straight in blood. She's like, can I get another one? Oh, no. <laughs> Just reaching in there, pulling out all the guts. Then I learned how to skin them. Pull okay. them get all that skin off in just one full thing. You just got to cut little circles around the bottoms of the legs. And then you just put a strip down each leg. And you just pry it off. It's just like pulling the skin off a chicken breast almost. It's a little bit harder than that because it's a little more bound. But you can just slowly go down and you take the knife underneath and you just slowly cut away and just strip off the whole, whole <laughs> freaking coat, the whole like fur okay. of the animal. It's very interesting. <laughs> turkeys, that's a lot, yeah. Oh, yeah. I shot turkeys and gutted them and feathered them and it's funny because i was actually just at a christmas gathering a couple days ago with the nonprofit that i work with and we got into this big discussion about farm and because my parents talked my grandparents into creating this self-sustaining farm i was like seven eight that age but they purchased this farm and they created a self-sustaining farm they had chickens so therefore they had chickens and eggs and there was cows and there was sheep there was the garden and everything like that and and i remember as a child being extremely aware of the fact that at one point one of our cows we we butchered for dinner and for food it's just it's a very different experience i think of 
being that sort of connected to your food. There's almost like this honor. And I'm probably, I'm sorry to any vegetarians or vegans listening to this, but there is also this, when you've grown, you've fed, you've cared for whatever it is, if it's your own garden or if it might be your chickens or it might be your cow. And there's that sort of like full circle life type of experience with doing that. That's always sat really big in my mind when I was a child. I've helped pluck the chickens. I never did the goose or duck, but I've done, I've helped with the chick. I've helped dress a deer. I've helped dress a calf and I've helped the chickens. And that's a different experience for sure. There's a certain honor, yes. the, the, the sacrifice that, a, yeah. that an animal makes to feed. Absolutely. We but, always thank them. Yeah. Every time we kill an animal, we thank them. Yeah. And that's because you do, you guys hunt, right? You go yeah. and do. Yeah. So I that's, mean, that's, that's life here. And I don't yeah, know, no, really, for sure. It's much mm -hmm. easier to go and buy a piece of steak from the store from a cow you don't know <laughs> instead of being like, yeah, this is Daisy here. When, when you're raising your own food, you're obviously raising it in a ethical and exactly caring way. Yes, absolutely. Which actually that brings, it takes away that whole aspect that is a really big problem with the meat industry which is the care of the animals yeah. that are raised for food. So that's too sad. It's one yeah, of those. That. I could almost be a vegetarian. Mm -hmm. <laughs> almost. <laughs> All right. Better get back to Christmas. Christmas is what Christmas is, huh? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I suppose we. <laughs> In closing. In closing. Yeah. Um, Christmas is what you make it. Yeah doesn't have to be anything from our hearts to yours <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining us on our podcasts and uh, we wish you all very happy holidays with love with your families and have some fun <laughs> take time off relax all the good things <laughs> yes exactly Find a way to be happy. Or if you're sad, then it's okay to be sad, right? It is also good. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> a good time to be sad because you're not really disrupting too much else. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Sorry. That's funny. You're funny. <laughs> so we're going to skip next week. Yes. For Christmas. And then we'll be back the week after for a year-end wrap-up. Yeah. And some exciting things like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. All right. Happy holidays. And stay brave. And remember that every butterfly was once a caterpillar. Yes. Right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>